Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am. As always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. I guess Gino decided to go with a short intro because you get an extra 45 seconds uh, of my melodic voice uh, if uh, the short intro uh, is played. It's good to be with you again. This is a recording, as I am wont to tell you, because, hey, a lot can happen between now, which is, uh, what, June 1st, 2023. Bring on the bleach. Blind me for the next 30 days. Uh, or at least colorblind me. I, it's, you know what's going to happen. It's, it's a month of celebrating mental illness and perversion. Uh, and the church, as always, is quiet as a mouse because why would the people that are supposed to represent God and be the ambassadors of Christ here on earth have anything to say against something as grotesque and disgusting as what's happening in this country. No, we, we celebrate these things. Uh, what was it? There's a, there's a Nate Collins. Uh, he uh, is the man that puts on the Reboys conference, and he uh, is offended. But he's not offended at drag queens uh, bouncing toddlers on their knees. He's not offended uh, people mocking God or Christ. No, he's offended that certain believers are calling child groomers perverts. So don't call them perverts, please. Okay? Uh, minor attractive persons, but don't call them perverts. Look, this God needs to come to the church with a flamethrower. All right? That's, that's what needs to happen. I, I, I would love to see God with like, you know, Twin gas tanks on his back, just flame-throwing the church right now. Because it's the godless, or the, those we consider godless. Oh, those heathens, those people. People that, that aren't openly Christian, that don't brag about Christianity, that don't collect millions of dollars from rubes, because, well, you know, it's, it's loving to give to Jesus, and then you get some money back. People that just, just live their lives that are standing against this and saying, this is wrong. And, and Christian supposed leaders and pastors, oh my, just keeping their mouths shut. Sorry, we started off hot and I haven't even had coffee. It's here, it's hot, it's black, but I haven't had a sip yet. And for those of you kind enough to leave comments as to why my keyboard uh, failed on my laptop. No, I did not spill coffee on it. Yes, I blew hot air into it, cold air into it, because the thing gets cold and it starts to sort of freeze. Uh, I opened it up. It's just uh, the overuse of the keyboard. It doesn't strike every time you hit it. So it's not an issue. I, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not Joel Osteen rich. I'm not even Joel Osteen's gardener rich. But I could scrape a couple bucks together for a new keyboard. So we're okay. But I appreciate all the counsel because, oh, man, maybe you spilled coffee on it. No, I'm not an American teenager. All right, no, nor am I a, a pampered 
40-something that was born here and, and uses electronics as though it was toilet paper. Oh, it's cracked. I got to go get a new one. I, you know, I don't take care of a lot of things because I don't own a lot of things worth, worth taking care of. The other day I came in uh, with a paint-splattered T-shirt because I just like the feel of it. It's like 50% cotton, 50% linen or something. Somebody sent it to me in the mail. And I like the feel of it so much. I kept it even after it was paint splattered because I had to paint my basement. And uh, you look kind of homeless. I'm all, thank you. It's a new look. But again, but things that I use and, and things that I know I need, I, I take care of. So I don't spill coffee on keyboards. I don't pick my nose and rub it up against the keys. It's relatively clean. Uh, so it's just overuse. I, I've had this now for, I don't know, eight years, 10 years, whatever it is. Uh, and uh, every, every day clicking away, there are certain keys that you use more than others. So it's not the X that went bad. It's uh, one of the vowels. It's the O, uh, along with the L and the K. For some reason, apparently I, I, I type look a lot. I don't know. Anyway, those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about are just sitting there scratching your head. Maybe somebody put something in his coffee. No, I, I brewed it myself. It was a K-cup Highlander grog. No hazelnut in sight. Uh, but my wife's gotten into drinking this mushroom coffee. I don't know. Apparently, it's, it's got less of an edge to it. Now, then what's the point? You don't drink coffee for the taste. You don't go buy motor oil and put a dab of milk in it and say, mmm, delicious. It's for the effect. I know. Now you're a drug addict. Pharmacaea, brother Mike. Get off the caffeine. Uh, okay, sure. But then I will be uh, like an NPR uh, <laughs> representative. Welcome to the program. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. So you don't want that. This is who I am. Station grilled cheeses and black coffee. Uh, you know, I, I got, the Lord shall forgive me for my caffeine intake. But as I said, today is June 1st. Uh, I am uh, going to dread this month. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to, uh, you know, go on some Amish commune and shovel cow manure for a month because uh, they, they like them drab colors. So uh, it's either uh, denim or black. So uh, that, that will keep me away from the rainbow because every time I see it, I, I have a, a visceral reaction. Not, not, not to the idea of the rainbow, but the fact that people have been browbeaten into putting these things up everywhere. Some of them do it voluntarily because they're dumb. I'm sorry. We're a nation of idiots. I, I thought you were American. I am. But I have to be honest with the intelligence level of the average citizen. We are where we are because people have short attention spans. They're dumb and they don't understand what's happening in their own country. Lest you think I'm exaggerating, the latest narrative is this. If you choose to withhold spending your hard-earned money at a place in your face about grooming children, a place full of perverted people that are interested in grooming your children, there you go. I guess I'm never getting an invitation to speak at Revoice. Oh, the things I shall regret upon my deathbed. Anyway, if you choose to go spend your money elsewhere, 
Now it's financial terrorism. Let that sink in. If you say, I'm not going to shop here because I don't agree with what they're doing, then you, sir or madam, are a financial terrorist. If you don't think persecution is coming, you've got another thing coming. Now, there's a lot of things that I want to discuss because I'm, I'm always, look, I, I'm a peaceable fellow. But there are certain things that chap my hide. One of them is every Christian and their aunt and their dementia-ridden grandmother getting behind anything uh, with, 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 with even a scent of Christianity. They dig no deeper than the superficial thing. And then when it comes out that eh, maybe the agenda isn't quite biblical, Everybody is silent like a church mouse. They, oh, let's, let's, let's not. Okay, so we're going to start with this. We're going we're gonna to get into Target. What was it? $10 billion loss in uh, their market cap. So uh, that, that was just, what, a couple of weeks, $10 billion. I, and, and apparently it's not the Christians boycotting Target. Because suppose that Christian people are going, oh, don't call child groomers perverts. That's just divisive and mean-spirited. If you want to show love, offer a sleepover. Stop. You need to call evil evil. Otherwise, evil will come and choke you in the middle of the night because evil's not going to stop. Now you're a terrorist if you're not giving Target your money. Case as well. Look, and I told you this. I've been telling you this for a year. The only thing you can do as an individual is stop giving these people your money. When you hit them in the wallet, it hurts. And it's not the Christians doing it, and this is what annoys me more than anything. The Christians are silent, oh, well, you know, we don't want, we don't want to seem judgmental. But, but people who are parents, who have children and grandchildren, not so much because they have the light of Christ, but because it is unnatural. Do you understand that that, even people that have no Christ in them can perceive instinctively something that is unnatural to the human condition. Grooming children is unnatural. It's evil. It's wrong. By the way, as an aside, because I'm sure some of you are those kinds of people. I get your emails. Uh, look up and do a study on what the abomination that causes desolation is. And then look what's happening in Israel right now. Yes, it's that month. They're doing marches in Israel too. Um, do a study on, because a lot of people, when the abomination of desolation, well, technically it's the abomination that causes desolation. Now, if uh, you happen to be a practitioner of uh, a certain mental illness that prohibits you from procreation, because, uh, as they would say in California, necesito un X and un Y to make a baby. Uh, tell me how that doesn't precipitate desolation. Anyway, just a thought. I know. Now I'm going to get the emails. I love you people. You're great. Uh, but the big uh, brouhaha, as it were, 
uh, is the fact that uh, this, this TV show, I've never seen it. Uh, commercials for it keep coming up on every feed I go to. Uh, apparently, it's the hot thing among Christians, uh, is The Chosen. Uh, and uh, the big hubbub was that, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, there were uh, rainbow flags or some such on uh, the set of The Chosen. And I've had people go, well, you know, you always talk about the bad things that happen. Why don't you praise, uh, you know, uh, when, when, when like we do good things like The Chosen? I kept quiet, not because I was prescient about it, not because I had American prophetic, but because I did a wee bit of a search as to who is uh, directly associated with this show. And uh, being a firm believer in that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, uh, the the producer and director of The Chosen is none other uh, than the son of one of the authors that uh, brought about the Left Behind series. That's all I got. I, I didn't need to go any further into it. All right? I didn't, well, you know, you need to do a deep dive as to whether, nope. Because those books did more harm to the church than Anton LaVey ever did. Anton LaVey had his satanic Bible. He had his small group of idiots, uh, fools that, uh, dark eyeliners and pentagrams. Look, the candle uh, it whooshed. Uh, Bob farted. It's, stop. When someone comes into the household of faith using a twisted version of Scripture to undergird their presupposition that bye-bye, Birdie is a thing that nearly shall a hair on your head be singed, nearly shall you see devastation, hunger, or famine. All these other louts and losers will be left behind. You, my dear soul, because you raised your hand in a church service once because you were trying to impress the chick you were with, well, first class ticket to heaven. So you have that entire narrative, and now... Uh, rainbow flag shirts and rainbow flags on the set of The Chosen. Uh, how, again, American prophetic, one or two more seasons and then you're going to see the narrative shift. Well, Jesus would have been loving enough to accept homosexuality. He would have been uh, accepting enough to, 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 to respect people's uh, identities, whether their identity was non-binary or transgender. Because... Again, I don't want to get angry. It's only, you know, 15 minutes in. If we keep up this pace, I'll be screaming by, you know, by the time it's 45 minutes in, and then Gina will have to call 911 uh, by the time the program's over. I don't want that. Uh, I got plans with my kids this afternoon. We may be going out for a milkshake. Uh, So, Jerry Jenkins is the co-author of the Left Behind series. Dallas Jenkins, his beloved son, is uh, the producer and director of The Chosen. And uh, right now, there's a lot of uh, Christian outlets, quote-unquote. Yes, I did the air fingers. I'm going to scotch tape my fingers to my forehead. And I'll take a picture and post it on Facebook. I hate doing the air quotes. But a lot of Christian outlets are jumping to the defense 
of of uh, Monsieur Jenkins and the entire lot. Because again, nobody came out to denounce it. Oh, it was just a mistake. Uh, it was just a commercial for Skittles. It was a T-shirt for Skittles. No, they they, they doubled down and they defended their position again. But Jesus is love. All right. Uh, Then why don't we all become universalists and be done with it? Everybody goes to heaven. There's no such thing as sin. Why have church? Why have the Bible? Jesus is love. Do what your flesh tells you to do 24 hours a day. And then, you know, God has spare rooms in heaven. He'll let you in no matter what. Because that's what we're going to get to. Because those that are supposed to be standing for the truth aren't. So, um, um, again, mm, you have somebody that's not an outspoken Christian, who's like the Dodgers pitcher, okay? Uh, he came out, was vocal about it. I get it. Oh, they're Catholics. But, but still, you look at what's happening. They're, they're not denigrating Catholicism. They're, they're trying to denigrate Christ. And so the Dodgers pitcher comes out and condemns the team for honoring drag queen nuns. And he says it quite simply and, and, and very eloquently. God cannot be mocked. However, Christian groups everywhere are defending them. And people like what the, the Toronto Blue Jays baseball player, Anthony Bass, who is a devout professing Christian, uh, decided to apologize for encouraging a boycott of Bud Light and Target. See, there's a lot of arm twisting going on behind the scenes with these people. And... Depending on when and how they apologize, you know everything you need to know regarding the depth of their faith. If, if you're not willing to suffer any loss for the cause of Christ, if you bend and break, oh, yes, go to Target and buy the, the, you know, the, the, the Satanist shirts, please, buy, buy two. Just because they they threaten to, what, dock your pay or fire or anything else? Eh, Stop professing. Stop being, quote, unquote, outspoken about your faith. Because people who aren't outspoken about their faith have condemned it, and they've stuck by their guns. So yeah, here's here's the story, and and we're gonna get into uh, the whole uh, death ceiling thing. I again, I somebody who is of a cherub-like Rubenesque physiognomy told you that there's no such thing as Republican and Democrat, just ruling class and everyone else. Many many times over the course of a handful of years, it's been proven once again. But we're going to get into that because it's important. Uh, Because what they just did. So basically, uh, all right, Econ Lesson 101. The Fed, uh, i.e. Jerome Powell, 
uh, is responsible for doing one of two things, either quantitative tightening or quantitative easing. That's, that's the, that, those are the only two levers the Fed can pull. Either they continue to increase interest rates, stagnate interest rate hikes, or lower interest rates. Now, what just happened with the new debt ceiling uh, being pushed until, what, 2025, means that in order for Treasury, because they can't, the money doesn't just appear. They have to issue Treasury bonds. And people have to buy those Treasury bonds. Now, in order to make Treasury bonds attractive to individuals, guess what has to happen? The market needs to tank. So the fact that they kick this can down the road to 2025 tells me that there will be a jarring fall of the Dow. They need to somehow coerce people into going into Treasury bonds and buying up all the bonds that are being issued in order for us to facilitate the interest on our debt. I can't. I can't even. I'm so, look. Uh, I, I know that it's like a dark cloud. It's a running theme, but we're not in a good place. This is the article that came out, and uh, apparently, uh, a lot of Christian ministers and people that believe that you know uh, the chosen is a net positive uh, had a big problem with the idea of coming public. A couple of days ago, images of gay pride flag on the set of TV show The Chosen began to emerge on social media. The photos were from a season four promo video where the flag can be seen hanging from camera equipment and attached to the back of a man's vest. Where do they come from? Well, they belong to a crew member who is uh, married to a homosexual man, and he occasionally dresses up in drag. Because he is openly homosexual and proud of it, of course. Why wouldn't you be? My kid won the spelling bee and the chess championship. Eh, you know. But hey, you're a sexual deviant. Congratulations, you get an entire month. So apparently uh, the rainbow flag is a common sight on the set of the Jesus flick. If The Chosen is filming, you can bet there will be a gay flag nearby. Apples and trees, apples and trees. And if, perhaps, perchance, the apple falls far from the tree, uh, it's uh, usually the other way. Uh, I, I, I've seen a couple, you know, sons who inherited their father's ministries, and the fathers, eh, biblical-ish, but the sons went off the rails hard, i.e. Andy Stanley. I know, he's my new favorite uh, one to pick on. So Beth Moore can breathe easy for at least another week. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the way it usually happens. So allow me to take a sip of my delicious beverage, and we're going to get into some stuff. Because uh, now that you've been labeled a terrorist 
for your unwillingness to spend your hard-earned money where you choose to. Uh, now, uh, look, the, the, the IRS is hiring 86,000 new agents. The IRS has uh, put out feelers for employment. And one of the job requirements is that you would be uh, willing to carry a gun and use it as an IRS agent. Given that every single government entity has been used and politicized and commanded to push a certain narrative, what do you think the chances are of someone showing up to your house inquiring as to why you would entertain the idea of financial terrorism by no longer shopping at Target. I know you're thinking to yourself, well, that's a little far-fetched. A lot of things that we've discussed over the span of since this program started seemed far-fetched at the time. Now, they've become a reality. So that was the story about uh, rainbow flags on the set of The Chosen. Because why not? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, uh, you the, the people that are going to get left behind uh, are, are going to be forced to embrace uh, a new Jesus because the old one just won't do. I ran across this one, and comparatively speaking, uh, when, when, when you take into account all the other horrendous things that are happening throughout Christendom, this doesn't seem like that bad a thing. But I just thought, look, I have, I have a, a, a very twisted sense of humor. You have to. To be in ministry for as long as I've been in ministry, 36 years, I started in ministry when I was 12 years old. I'm 48. 36 years. I've seen it all. And if you can't maintain a sense of humor, you'll start crying and give up. Uh, the John Ankerberg Show raised $20 million for audio Bibles, and then they kept 80% of it for a private jet. And, and my defense of that is the audio Bibles need to get hand-delivered by John Ankerberg himself. And he needed a mode of transport, so there. Uh, <laughs> oh, help. Jesus, help me. In the fall of 2022, the former director of donor relations at the Ankerberg Theological Research, I, I, I love the pompous names, too. I'm going I'm to come up with a list of pompous names that uh, I'm, I'm going to start a ministry with. And then... Uh, I don't know, what is it, Facebook ads are like three bucks or something? I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a few bucks and, and see how many, just obnoxiously pompous. See how many people get drawn into it. Because I've been getting this thing on my Facebook, some, some lady, uh, apostle, she calls herself an apostle. Uh, 
22,000 people follow her page. And all she does is post pictures of herself smiling in, in various destinations. I know, apostles need to go to nice places. I get it. Uh, but uh, we're stretching the word apostle just a smidge, aren't we? I'm just saying. I know. In the fall of 2022, the former director of donor relations at the Ankerberg Theological Research Institute, or Autry, filled a whistleblowing complaint against the John Ankerberg Show, alleging that Ankerberg raised nearly $16 million in donations on the promise they'd be used to fund audio Bible distribution, but instead spent the money on private jets and other ministry expenses. Like I said, perhaps he used the private jet to hand-deliver the audio Bible. And this is just a disgruntled employee. For years, the John Ankerberg Show has prominently featured Faith Comes by Hearing, a ministry that records audio Bibles in various languages and then distributes them to people, groups who have little exposure to the scripture. Uh, If they're still doing it on audio cassette, mm, I'd up the technology a smidge. The Bibles come in the form of proclaimers, an audio, ooh, they get a device, an audio device with the Bible uploaded or Bible sticks. Ankerberg routinely advertises the product and makes heartfelt pleas, such as if viewers give $500, they can buy one proclaimer that on average will reach 180 people and win 90 people to Christ. So they're figuring a 50% success rate in today's day and age. Optimistic, since If 50% of the church were really saved, the world would be a different place. I'm just saying, I'm your nitpicking. We just got to, you know, we got to make do with what we got. No, we don't. That's the whole problem. Because making do is how we got here. And it's not like we've plateaued. We're like the Jamaican bobsled team just faster and faster towards the pit. He also said if that if they donated $5,000, they can support or sponsor the audio recording of one chapter of one book of the New Testament. What? $5,000 for one chapter? I'm in. I I will record the entire New Testament. If someone's willing to pony up 5 grand a chapter, I'll I'll do it in Swahili. I don't even speak Swahili. For that kind of money, I'll learn Swahili. Oh, mercy. In his complaint, Jager alleged that of the $16 raised by Autry for audio Bibles, only 15% of it went to FCBH. The other 85% was pocketed for other ministry-related expenses, including unnecessary flights. Specifically, Jager says that over 18 months, this ministry spent $1 million on private chartered jets. Well, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, Not Hagee. The other guy, the, the one that keeps bragging about being a billionaire. He said, you know, you can't be stuck with a bunch of demons in a tube. You got to fly private. You know, some people, once you get up to that level of, uh, you know, 
necessary cog in the wheel of salvation, you, you can uh, go private and uh, justify it. One million dollars on private chartered jets, including one flight to a destination that was only 100 miles away. But hey, if you send $5,000, we'll record a chapter of the Bible. Now, you know, Psalm 119, sure. I, it's, it's, it's voluminous. But this was like New Testament chapters. He alleges they took one flight in 2021 to attend meetings that could have been done by Zoom, which he estimates cost nearly $60,000 there and back. Lastly, he said their private jet wasn't listed on their Form 990 in 2021. After Ministry Watch broke the story and reached out for comment, the Ankerbergs offered a defense. They disputed his number, saying they never raised $16 million, but $20 million. Ha! And challenged Jager's claim that they only gave 15%, insisting it was more like 20%. Well, thou art absolved, Mr. Ankerberg. And you read those passages in the Bible where, you know, people will be standing before God and pulling out their list of the things they did on his behalf. And Jesus saying, depart from me, I never knew you. And you're thinking to yourself, how could that be? Because although these people claim to have done it on behalf of Christ, it was never on behalf of Christ. It was for them and their kingdoms and their private jets and their McMansions and their sports cars and their rock star lifestyles. And because rocking the boat can oftentimes be financially detrimental, They keep silent while the devil savages an entire generation. They keep silent while the church is becoming more like the world to the point that it's unrecognizable save for the... It wasn't 16 million, but 20. And we didn't give 15%. It was more like 20, so please, please, know your numbers. They also challenged his claim that they spent a million dollars on the jet, uh, with Ankerberg insisting the true cost was about eh, half that. Darlene Ankerberg said the failure to disclose the use of charter aircraft was an administrative mistake. The people know where the rest of the money was going without saying how they knew. When pressed, she said it was being spent upgrading the facilities and studios, producing their television program, and buying time from networks and stations, which is very expensive. So, you know, there was that. And I, like I said, this, this isn't even the worst of it. As far as what happened in churchianity last week, 
It's symptomatic of what is happening. And people are getting wise. The, the, the average people that, that just keep cutting checks every month or, you know, sending in money to these, 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 these mammoth things that men have built that are nothing more than a cash funnel. They're getting wise to what is being done with the money that they send in. And if these people are upfront about it and they still send in their money, that's fine. If you get on TV, I want you to give me money to buy a jet and a mansion. I want to live like the Pope while you live like a pauper. So make your check payable to whatever. If they are honest about that, then that's fine. But but don't throw out numbers like half the people that listen to an audio Bible are going to get saved and that for five grand a chapter, someone will read a, 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 the New Testament. You, even at that inflated rate, your best defense is that we gave away 20% and not 15 of it. Come on. We can do better. We have to do better. God deserves better. The world is watching and laughing. Look, I, I, I would hazard to guess that if they put out feelers on their television program for volunteers to read chapters of the Bible... They'd have a glut of people from every nationality that were willing to do it for free. For five grand a chapter, fly me out, feed me three times a day, give me a sound booth, and I'll read you the whole New Testament in two weeks. But then, you know, we wouldn't have the leftover jet money, so that's that. Now, I came across a story that, because I've been having these conversations with acquaintances and friends. Who do you think is pulling the strings of this administration? Because some of the decisions they're making are absolutely ludicrous. They're insane. You, You look at the situation and you go, how can people do this? Well... If you want an indication uh, of who is doing what, who's pulling the strings, who is uh, whispering sweet words of instructions to people like uh, El Presidente and people like uh, even uh, the gentle Lindsey Graham, who keeps pushing for war like uh, he's going to get a prize if we decide to do it. George Soros' son, Democrat mega-donor Alex Soros, reportedly visited the White House at least 17 times since El Presidente Joe Biden assumed office. White House visitor logs show Alex Soros, chair of his father's far-left Open Society Foundation, maintains a high degree of influence with the Biden administration, over the course of more than two years. Alex Shorosh, 
visited the White House at least 17 times according to visitor logs obtained by Fox News. Alex's most recent visits include three meetings between February 8th and 10th, records released Tuesday show. The visitor logs list John Finer, the principal deputy national security advisor, Jordan Finkelstein, uh, special assistant to the president and the chief of staff for senior Biden advisor, Anita Dunn. So in case you were wondering who is influencing this administration, man, now you got a clue. I know it. It's just tangential. It's coincidence. He likes the muffins in the White House lobby. So whenever he's hungry for breakfast, just you drive to the White House. It's not a Starbucks. It's, it's, you know, they have their own bakers and coffee makers. Well, not co- Well, they have coffee makers, but they have their own baristas. That's the name I was looking for, baristas. It's a, a fancy name for coffee brewer. Let's, come on. It's, it's not a career. Don't make it one. Barista. Uh, so they have their own baristas and bakers, and he, apparently he likes the banana nut muffins. Those are delicious. Uh, and that's why he visited the White House so often. And it, it has nothing to do with influence peddling. If you think that's the case, then, then you're an economic terrorist. Shut up and go buy underwear at Target. <coughs> I know the first time, unprofessional, I coughed on a live mic. But then again, I got a sore throat. Uh, and I spent half the night, we had a kind of a storm here yesterday, and we got a wee bit of water in the basement. So uh, it, it wasn't a fun evening. Uh, I, I, I may have caught the influenza, or as uh, my grandmother called everything with a cough, pneumonia. Uh, neither. Don't worry about it. Uh, I, I'm healthy as a mule. I can't say a thoroughbred because I don't run fast, but I can keep pace with a mule, a slow one. The ones that, you know, remember the, 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 the coffee bean commercials? Uh, by Jose up in the mountains with his mule and the coffee bags, that kind of mule. Anyway, uh, all right, we're, we're going to – I can't do – it's going to be another four programs before this month is over. Uh, American Prophetic, a lot more companies are going to come out in favor of the rainbow and then get beaten about the head and shoulders economically. Uh, by the people who will no longer shop there and then pull back because they realize that 2% of the population uh, can't quite keep their businesses running. uh, So they'll choose not to disenfranchise the other 98%. The issue is you should have had enough foresight not to have done it in the first place. Because right now, these companies, if they back off, then uh, the, the militant loonies are going to start going in there and protesting. And they're not nonviolent. They're, do you understand that Target is getting bomb threats? And it's not from parents, because parents just cut up their Target cards and don't shop there anymore. The reason they're getting bomb threats is from LGBTQIA plus 772XY peoples for uh, removing some of their more uh, controversial clothing apparel. That's who's calling in the bomb threats. 
one of these things is not like the other. Let's just put it that way. I'm sorry, you're not going to find unhinged conservatives calling in bomb threats to Target. All they have to do is stop spending their money there. Same with the Dodgers. I, you know what? Honestly, I don't have a problem if you drink a beer, but if you drink Bud Light and you're a man, a Guinness. I've never had beer, but apparently it's stoutier. It's more masculine. I know. Well, that's uh, patriarchy. Ah, it served us well for the last 6,000 years. I don't think we should fiddle with it too much. Just saying. I think that, uh, uh, see, and here, and, and here is the moment he went off track. Uh, not off script, but off track. There's a difference. I don't have a script, so ha. Uh, like I said, we're, we're still doing live shows because we don't have writers, and our writers didn't strike. Uh, but give it, I don't know, maybe a year, eh, 12 to 18 months, until the notion of patriarchy becomes very attractive again. Because although, and I'm married to one, there are strong women Smart women, independent women, women who like to work, who know how to work, who are, uh, you know, capable. The generation of women that is complaining about the patriarchy couldn't survive on their own without the safety net of free money, of credit cards, of the green grocer, of Uber Eats, of everything else for a week. You notice how it's not Amish women complaining about the patriarchy? It's not the ladies that are working out on the farms in, in Iowa and Idaho and North Dakota and Wisconsin. There's a farmer's market uh, that takes place uh, in, in a town called Oconomowoc. Uh I know, fun names in Wisconsin. If you want a tongue twister, uh, just you know, rattle off a few Wisconsin city names. But there, there's, there's a farmer's market every Saturday morning, and I'm one of those people that goes out of his way to support local business. I detest uh, multinational corporations, uh, not, not because of what they represent. I knew you weren't a capitalist. No, I, I am. I, I think uh, capitalism is the best that we can come up with, uh, given uh, men's propensity to lord over and enslave other men. But the reason that I don't like multinational corporations is because they destroyed the idea of the family business. They destroyed the mom and pop shops because a a local place that sells anything from shoes to bikes to anything can't compete with a multinational because when you go in to place an order for sneakers, and you want 100 pairs, you get a different discount from the guy that goes in and says, I'll take 100,000 pairs. And although they charge as much as the multinationals, their profit margin is a lot slimmer. That being said, the farmer's market. Uh, There's a lady that comes every other Saturday, uh, and... uh, 
She sells eggs. She sells uh, beef. And married, she brings her kids with her. And, and you could see her hands. Every, every time I buy from her and I hand her money and she reaches out, you could see that her hands are calloused. There, there's no paint on the fingernails. This is a woman that works. And somehow, she's never complained about the patriarchy. And she doesn't think men shouldn't exist or women can run the world better if men were gone. Because she understands that a family unit is a family unit. And men and women, husbands and wives, complement each other. Every single person that comes in, whether selling vegetables, selling beef, selling sausage, selling cheese, you could see a person that works hard on their facial features and nothing more, on, on the calluses of their hands. And we have conversations because it's a laid-back sort of thing. I'll spend 45 minutes, an hour, Saturday mornings walking about. There's a guy that makes bread, comes in and sells his bread. I buy bread from him. Uh, and never once in any of our conversations, because everybody's like, can you believe what's going on in the world? Well, yeah, kind of. Jesus said it would happen. But never once did, did any of them complain about the patriarchy. You know who complains about the patriarchy? The, the, the girl with the foo-foo drink sitting in her dad's Porsche on her way to the nail salon that's never held down a job, that doesn't know which end of the shovel goes into the ground. Families will survive. We're, we're, we're interdependent. We, we rely on each other. We'll survive. The independence among us who are over-leveraged and maxed out on their credit cards and paying out the nose for rent because it's in a good city. Mm, I don't see too good for Joe. I'm sorry. Uh, but I want to get to this. And there was so much I wanted to talk about. Look at this. We, we've gone 52 minutes. Joe so, should have stopped me. He's sitting there chicken-picking away at his keyboard. Uh, just... Take this in. This is, this is your uh, free moment of levity. CNN spoke with four women who married themselves. A self-marriage officially referred to as sologamy. The left-leaning news outlet painted sologamy as pertaining more to mental health and self-love. Translation, I couldn't find a man to marry me. And so I'm married myself. I, I'm waiting for the first sologamy divorce. That'll be the day, wouldn't it? I married myself and I realized I hate myself so much I have to be away from myself. But yes, now sologamy is a real thing. Women marrying themselves. Okay. Men are evil and men are pigs and they expect you to cook and clean. Well, I, in defense of the piggish men, given that I may be deemed to be one because of my agreement with my spouse that I keep a roof over our heads and I pay the bills and I 
go grocery shopping that, you know, if she's home and she's got nothing to do, eh, dinner would be nice once in a while. I know. Eh, patriarchy. I knew it. You should just shut this off and go, go, go watch The Chosen while listening to the audio cassette of Jerry Jenkins' Left Behind. I'm done with this guy. Well, okay. Well, you could also marry yourself, apparently. It's the newest thing. The concept of self-marriage or syllogamy has been around for years. Well, it used to be that women were marrying, what, refrigerators and trees? Now it's just themselves. Even, even, even the refrigerator died. They're like, nope, can't do this. What happened? It's plugged in and it's not working. You, you should call a man to try to figure out if it's a fuse. I don't need no man. Anyway, I know. See, look at, look at what you made me do. You didn't. But it's the coffee kicking in. <laughs> the concept of syllogamy has been around for years. No data exists on how many people celebrate syllogamy with ceremonies, but the practice has been explored in a handful of recent news articles. The women interviewed describe the act as a symbolic expression of self-love and an affirmation of a deep, meaningful relationship with one's felt, oneself. Uh, in other words... A declaration of loneliness and sadness. They also say it has nothing to do with swearing off future partnerships. Well, can, can you file for divorce of yourself if you cheat on yourself with someone else? This is complicated. You thought it'd be simple, didn't you? Sologamy. All by myself. Apparently not. One of the women, body image coach, Danny Adams. Oh, all right. See, now, now we need like new, a, a new dictionary to define words. Body image coach definition. An obese woman trying to tell other obese women that it's okay to be obese. Again, see, now you're just mean. If you have a condition, okay, we'll let that go. But. If you're creeping up on 600 pounds and you go to somebody like body image coach Danny Adams to tell you that it's okay, she's lying to you. It's as simple as that. Told the outlet she took several years to invest in herself, go to therapy, break generational curses and process trauma before she decided she was ready to marry herself. So this woman needed to take several years to invest in herself, process trauma, and break generational curses before she could stand herself enough to marry herself. If you couldn't stand yourself, I mean, somebody else making a go of it for life with you, I get it. Now I understand. After the pandemic, she married herself in front of roughly 40 people. The event included nine bridesmaids at a cost of $4,000. Because why not? You have to invest in yourself. John Ackerberg buys private jets. This woman paid four grand for a bridesmaid outfit. So with that, I know we're out of time. You're like, please, more. I can't. I got work. 
It's the first of the month. I got to go find some bleach for my eyes or at least drive home with my eyes closed. So God bless you guys. Thanks for coming along. We need a laugh. We have to laugh. Don't take everything personal. It's not about you. So for those of you that are getting ready to type, uh, with that, Gino, if you got anything to say, it's yours. We'll see you next week, hopefully with better news, but likely not. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Mike. It's always uh, interesting to hear the last part of the shows because Mike has information <laughs> that just shocks me. I mean, you know what? The definition of Sodom and Gomorrah is America. Follows the perfect definition of what Sodom and Gomorrah is. And we're worse because we allow this to sin in the church or the church is allowed to sin in. You know, anyone on the chosen set that sees someone with a gay pride flag or whatever, they had any scruples about it and they really want to defend Jesus and the word of God, be the last thing you'd allow. The thing we're tolerant. We're tolerant, you know, let go and let live. And this Saturday, they're literally having a gay pride event in the heart of Franklin, Tennessee, in the Bible Belt, that the mayor, who most likely goes to a church, voted five to four over the decrying of the event of over 120 Christians at a board meeting. He thought they needed the freedom and liberty to have their perversion and their perverse event. That's the dumbest argument. How do you stand in front of God and say, well, I followed the, you know, I, I gave them their freedom to do what they're doing. And this is the problem. Maybe we just go on Sunday and have a semblance that we know God, and then the other six days we do despicable things to allow the wicked to actually proliferate or have their wicked, you know, events and we don't think twice about it. And it's happening in my town. You know, happened last year when they had a drag show in my town. And the mayor, who should know better, goes to evangelical church, thought it was okay. We're becoming progressive. The definition of Sodom and Gomorrah in 2023, America, USA. We're, we're worse, and we're, we're doing worse than them, and surely our punishment will be great. And... Uh, you know, like Mike said, with the flamethrower, with the church, uh, judgment starts with the house of God. That's no doubt what the Bible says. And, and I, literally, you know what? Not only should we be decrying the evil, put your life on the line to decry the evil. Uh, and, and stand up for God and don't worry about the consequences for you. Worry about the consequences to the kingdom of what happens when you sit home and do nothing. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Mike.